Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the diaries of a sick girl. I currently have the flu. And yes, I could have definitely skipped this episode, but you know what? I didn't. And um, I just t- tested for COVID that I don't have. Knock on wood. Thank God. But there's this flu going around now. I've got to say, I think I so far, no, I'm not going to even say it, but I'm too superstitious to say things like that. But I feel like although I am feeling not well and I had to cancel my clients um, because my brain is mush. So that's going to be interesting in this episode. Let's see how far we can come and how much actual valuable content I will be able to share here slash information. But um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try my best. We're just going to hang out and the funny thing is, I, I, I've i been doing all these question stickers on my Instagram account lately because I started my Dutch podcast as well this past Friday. Sorry, Saturday. Jesus, all these days are mixed up. And um, this, this basically is now airing on Monday. So basically, I currently have not one, not two, but three podcasts podcast to juggle now the third one the recovery club with i which i do with my co-host which is a dutch podcast we do very infrequent infrequently at this point because we're both too busy with our lives and um if we feel like doing it we do it but if not we don't so yeah i started my new dutch podcast and um so far the well the comments have been lovely and really really supportive so thank you guys for that because i know a lot of the dutchies also listen to this this podcast so yeah it's just been uh very fun to yeah i don't know cater to my fellow dutchies so i also some <laughs> something that i also got asked a lot because i kind of alluded right that i was going to share more personal stuff and that this podcast, I want to show more of my personal side instead of just being another recovery podcast. And I want you guys to get to know me instead of vlogging um, on YouTube, let's say, see this podcast is kind of like a peek inside of my life in combination with just daily insights, daily shenanigans, dating life, blah, blah, blah. But also having or getting a lot of recovery inside. And information. So it's, uh, I'm still going to figure out how I'm going to do it. I think I will figure it out once, once I just keep going with this and I I think I will find my groove and I think I feel like I'm getting or feeling my groove. Is that even a word? I don't know more and more. So, but something I got uh, asked so freaking much and I was surprised by that. Uh, I got into a conversation with a girl and I won't name your name. You'll stay anonymous, but um 
she uh, was one of the people that said, oh, I really want to get more dating advice. And I got a lot of, by the way, a lot of questions about dating, sex, intimacy, in relation or in recovery, post-recovery, just a lot of that kind of stuff. And she said, I really want to know more about your current day, day, day or dating life. And then I mentioned to her, yeah, well, there's there's been a plen- plenty of episodes. I dedicated three whole episodes to my dating life. Uh, so if you are intrigued, you can scroll back. I think it's one of the first um, couple of first episodes that I did. It's a, a three-parter. She said, yeah, but those are old. I want to know how your dating life is right now. So I thought, you know what? Why not? Why the fuck not? I'm just going to give you a little bit of an insight without being extremely, extremely personal. So I was kind of in a situationship with someone not that long ago. Um, We both ended it. And so I've been officially very single again. Uh, Have I swiped on the dating apps? Absolutely. I deleted them installed them again, deleted them, installed them again. Like I said before, it's such an addiction. It's constantly this dopamine hit that we all know, we're all aware of that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's a legit thing. It's been studied, it's been researched, and yet I still am on it. And, And also I actually don't stand by it anymore because I feel like actually it's gross to just look at a few pictures and that's it and then read a bio but the thing is how do we otherwise meet people i mean i would consider myself a pretty social person i have a although i work alone and for myself and i don't have colleagues so that's a big loss although i don't think hr would agree with me dating a coworker. Uh, nevertheless i still work alone so um, I try to, in the weekends, do a lot with friends, meet new people, go out. I'm very social. I would say I'm I'm very extroverted. I love hanging out with with people and especially meeting new people. Although sometimes I feel like, ugh, I'm too tired. Um, for instance, last weekend I ha- had the opportunity to meet a bunch of new people because I was, well, uh, invited by, on a birthday party or at a birthday party. And I canceled because I was just so freaking exhausted. So I'm kind of like currently in this cycle where I work way too much throughout the week. And I know that I do that to myself. And then in the weekends, I kind of crash. And so I don't really feel there's space and room for dating or relationships, even though I desperately want to be in a relationship. I know that sounds desperate, desperately, but that's maybe not the right saying I want I would like to be in a relationship but it's just it hasn't I don't know I I don't know if I'm picky I I think I'm just very selective at this point in my life because I want someone to be a cherry on top I'm not dependent on someone making me happy and so I'm not going to settle for anything else than what I would consider being with someone who's my best friend my you know, someone who I can confide in, who I can laugh with, just everything, uh, you know, someone who has introspection, self-reflection, who's emotionally intelligent, all these things. I don't, I don't care about an IQ. I care about your EQ. I care about the fact that you can talk about actual life stuff. And so I don't want to settle for less and nor will I. And that's a promise I made to myself and I will stick by that. So yes, I've been on dates and um, if I happen to meet someone 
uh, in the long run, I will definitely, you guys will all be the first ones who, well, not be the first ones, but, you know, if it's an official relationship, of course, I will post something about it. But as of now, I don't really know if that's going to happen because I'm also going to go back to the south of France in a couple of months. I'm going to live there for a couple of months. And so my life is a little bit all over the place. I've been thinking of buying buying a house. I've been thinking of getting a dog. I'm in this weird, I'm officially, I think, having an existential crisis. So have I been dating? Absolutely. Um, but I haven't had any weird dating stories. I just had, I think, two dates in the past. God, what is it? Uh, well, a long time, in a couple of months. Um and yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it wasn't, you know, it was a lot of promises again with one of the guys that he didn't really follow up with them. And I kind of like my gut feeling is so on point now where I feel like, oh, sure, sure, dude, absolutely. By the way, I'm rolling my eyes, which you can't see, but okay, fine. Um, yeah, you're sure. Yeah, you're going to invite me again. I kind of feel like they're lying through their teeth. And the other one, I just, it was the other way around. He was super keen and I was just not. And there in the, in between, I had a, um, I had a situationship. So yeah. All right. Uh, that's, that's all for the personal stuff. Um, I'm also going to launch a new exclusive offer very, very soon on the 10th of February. I moved the date a bit sooner and you guys I am freaking excited, okay? Really make sure that you keep an eye out on my account and really sign up immediately if you feel like this is something I want to do because it's a one-time offer. It's going to be only exclusive for this calendar year. Um, and so, yeah, it's really important to also follow your gut feeling if you feel like, you know what, I'm I, I, I don't know if I should do this, but I feel like I'm going to do this. I would say do it. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that is is because it's so rare to have exclusive one-on-one um, -on -one coaching and for the price that I'm going to offer it for as well. So, yeah. Also, I need to rectify one last thing and then we're going to jump into the topic of today. I got a, an email from one of my former clients who said, hey, Denny, I don't know if you're remembering me. Of course, I remember all of you. And um, but I heard your podcast about the, the magic formula and I don't feel like you mentioned that to me. Is there a reason for you to hold back on that? And I felt so sorry for her. And I said, no, absolutely not. The reason why I haven't said the words magic formula or just not even magic, but let's say formula is because I always mentioned or called it the plan. So if you're a former client of mine, you will have heard me saying the plan. I have shared this with you, but I have never coined it in the way that I am doing it right now. So I'm calling it the, the formula. And you can skip the magic because I don't have a magic wand, but it's a formula that really works well. And if you're wondering, hey, did she use that or did she do that with me whilst I was a former client? Absolutely, I did. I, I just didn't, I didn't have a name for it. That's the thing. You have to, at some point, a client of mine said, whoa, this almost feels like a formula. And that's how I thought, oh my God, you're right. It's actually kind of a formula. So it's uh, nothing new. I've been doing this for five years. 
although I, I tweaked it quite a bit. But uh, yeah, no, I've been doing this for five years. I just renamed it. I rebranded it, if you will. So yeah, that's it. I, by the way, also, I'm so sorry for this very wide voice that you have to listen to. Um, I can barely listen to myself. Hold on. Okay, that's a, a wasn't much needed cough. So I thought let's start off with Q&A part one. I think this is going to be a part, uh, this is going to end up being a part one, two, three, and four, because my God, I have gotten so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. And to be quite honest, I haven't prepared this um, because I feel like if I prepare this, it's also going to be very contrived. And if a client comes to me with a question, I haven't prepared it either. Of course, I will just tell her or them what I think um, or what my knowledge is. So I am just going to pull up the questions and I'm going to read um, one. All right. Um, all right. First one that I see, exercise addiction. So I'm assuming that this person wants to know how to get rid of ex exercise addiction. Well, um, and everyone, by the way, stays anonymous. It is quite simple. You have to stop and use other forms of distractions. So such as um, doing some something like arts and crafts. A lot of people, a lot of my clients, for instance, do painting, beading, coloring, being, you know, doing things on their laptop, playing video games, you name it, but doing, doing anything other than um, physically moving your body and also taking into account the lower level movement part. So don't go to the kitchen 10 times. If you can do it once, make sure that you do it once. And I know this is easier said than done and it feels like easier said than done but this is a matter of just doing it and if you really feel you know what I can't you can it's just uncomfortable and you have to seek that discomfort and by seeking that discomfort that's how you rewire those pathways so you have to be consistent if you're not going to be consistent that's going to be tricky that's going to be for you the hardest part um, to remain not exercising so staying consistent is one of the crucial i mean things here in when it comes to getting rid of exercise addiction and a couple of my clients and, and this is kind of a similar to my story as everyone knows i when i got lyme disease i couldn't move anymore and I was highly addicted to moving my body in a very destructive way. I was not, I didn't have a healthy relationship with movement whatsoever. And so I abused it. And, and the moment I couldn't move it and uh, move my body anymore, my initial thought was, okay, I can't eat that much anymore either. So that was, of course, absurd and, and not, a, not a healthy thought. However, even though uh, shit hit the fan and a relapse back then, I still rewired my compulsive behaviors when it came to my exercise addictions because I couldn't do it. I couldn't move. So literally by stopping cold turkey, that was for me the, the, the way out. So cold turkey is the only way how people can get rid of exercise addiction, I would say, personally, because if you still... Um, exercise every single day or still move. Let's say if you go from 10,000 steps to 5,000 steps, guess what? You're still activating those 
neural pathways and you're activating that migration response. So you have to actually stop cold turkey. And then once you've done that and feel like, you know what, I can start exercising again because I feel like I'm in a way healthier place with food, movement, my body, etc. Then I would say work with someone to implement incremental, um, let's say, exercises very slowly but surely. So that is my answer to that. Whew, God, guys, I feel like my fever is getting worse and worse. So um, let's see how many questions we can do here. All right. Um, what else do we have? Um, a lot of exercise questions. Well, I just, I just did that here. Compulsive standing, inability to sit down, sit your ass down. That is the same with it's it's all the this is basically the migration response. This is lower level movement. This is your body saying we can't sit down because we we we're we're starved. We need to migrate. So you have to force yourself to sit down. And every single time, what you could also do, I do the same with body checking. You can put a, an elastic wristband on your wrist or a hairband. Um, and flick it against your wrist every single time you stand up. So your brain basically registers, hold on, I'm doing something wrong. And so I should sit down. So sit your ass down. All right. Uh, second or third question. Um, ooh, this is an interesting one. How to manage being in recovery and using dating apps for the first time with no friends. So um, I'm assuming also this person means with no friends at the end that you need to use dating apps because it's hard to meet other people having no friends. Well, um, I got, I understand you so much because I used to be there and that's why or, and how I ended up on the dating apps to in, in the beginning I was delusional. I thought, Oh, I can make new guy friends, but honestly that doesn't really work on the dating apps. Unfortunately, I wish it was, but it's, I would say, generally speaking it just doesn't work like that and i can speak from experience because i've been on i would say this is not a, a flex but i've been on 120 uh, dating apps or something uh sorry dating dates with with men because i'm heterosexual but um how to manage being in recovery well i currently am working with a bootcamp client who is currently dating someone at the start of the bootcamp, she mentioned to me, hey, Danny, or she asked me, actually, she kind of asked me for permission to start dating this guy. Um, and I told her, absolutely. You just have to make sure that you're going to be honest with him, because if this is going to be your future partner, you can't hold this back from him because food um, and your body image is such an incremental part of your life and of your current day-to-day -day life. And that's what you're working on. And if you have a meltdown out of nowhere and he doesn't know where it, com where it comes from, he might feel blindsided. So I, I told her, are you willing to tell him that? And she said, absolutely. So basically she's dating with him uh, now for about one and a half months and they moved super fast and I'm so happy for them. And they're basically in love and all the things. And so it's really going super well. So my advice would be doing the dating app still, but don't, don't feel the need to on date one, tell someone what you're struggling with. Absolutely not. You don't owe anyone an explanation. You don't owe anyone your vulnerability on a first date now if you would go on i don't know date three four and you feel like you know what i am comfortable enough to tell 
this person what I'm struggling with and you feel like there's also a future with this person go for it absolutely and I think dating and the dating apps are and I mean it was an instrumental part for my own self-development so I would highly suggest going on them and getting yourself out there go out of your comfort zone go on a date you know and I think it's so important to meet new people and and who knows maybe you end up getting a friend out of it I actually have one guy friend who I met on the dating apps and we were dating initially and we're now friends so it can happen and if you're lucky it also it it, you know it can happen and also by the way last but not least on hinge for instance what I have in my dating profile I basically you can now add uh what you're looking for so I, I, I think I added something like I'm looking for something sustainable, um, aka a, a, a partnership, but I'm also here to, um, I'm open to meeting new friends. So I'm kind of like saying both and mentioning both. So yeah, if someone is interested in me, in dating me, that's cool. But if someone is like, hey, she seems like a cool chick, but I'm not necessarily romantically interested in her, but I would like to because of her bio, because I, I, I love, I'm a writer, basically, I love writing things. So yeah, it can happen. Absolutely. So I would definitely say, um, go on the on the apps. And when it comes to making friends, I would highly also this is a girl who sent in this question. Um, I would use Bumble BFF, go on Bumble BFF right now, make an account and go swipe, do that. It's saved and it changed my life. I recorded a um an, a podcast episode about this also a while back i don't even know which one it is but it's called how i created a girl squad in every city so if you haven't listened to that one go back and listen to that one all right um uh this one is in dutch so i will translate it says recovering in uh hold on how am i going to translate this oh yeah um combining recovery with a social life i'm only feeling comfortable if i'm eating alone at home all right so this is a very very good point and this is a very good question um i wish i had a social life when i was in recovery because i think it's so so important to have people mirror healthy behaviors so if you say i only feel comfortable being alone eating well opposite actions go eat with your friends go show your brain that is actually not a fear to eat with other people because i'm just assuming that you're scared of what other people are thinking when you eat and that is something super common having said that it's not normal no one is looking at your plate no one is having opinions about what you're eating especially not your friends they're they're your friends because of who you are and you know they might be supportive as well if they if they know you're in recovery so i would highly suggest actually using this opportunity to eat with them instead of doing it at home so um you can combine it absolutely if if that's your question absolutely um but i would just do the opposite actions and that is just eating with other people all right um how can i find the motivation to start recovery yeah well well i always say motivation comes and goes right i mean motivation is something you can't really um um well 
rely on let's say because motivation comes and goes in everything in life in relationships in 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 household stuff in work study uh you name it you know we always in the beginning we f- might feel motivated in in our job but you know one day we wake up and think ugh, it rains outside i don't want to go i feel lethargic blah 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 blah. we all have that i even though i love what i do i have moments in my job as well where i feel like today i don't really feel like picking up the pieces for other people and I once I do it I enjoy it but sometimes when I get up in the morning I feel like ugh, I just want to have some time off so having said that motivation is something honestly if you're relying on motivation you just can't and you're not you're never going to be ready for recovery either so I would just say be committed and determined to recover. And that is a decision you have to make. You have to make a clear-minded decision with yourself. You know what? I'm going to feel uncomfortable. I'm going to feel that, that discomfort, but I'm willing to feel it. I'm going to embrace it instead of running away from it. And that's how you start recovery. And I would also say, let someone hold you accountable, whether that's a coach, a therapist, a mom, a dad, a sister, whoever. Um, so, Yeah um recovering in a family with other eating disorders wow okay that is i think this is the last question and then we're wrapping it up for now and they're gonna there's gonna be a part two and three i think for sure absolutely because my god i got so many questions that's a hard thing i can't even imagine um how hard that is i would say try to focus on uh, affirmations like different bodies different paths i'm i'm working on my own mental health so you know what what other people are doing is none of my business but also maybe get some distance or take some distance from the people in your family because that can be extremely hard um like i said i can't even imagine i mean disordered eating yes that happens unfortunately in a lot of families but full-blown eating disorders and then trying to recover in a household like that is extremely hard now you said family so i don't know if you live with your family but if that's the case i would say um try to take your distance go uh take some space go to your room a bit more um to kind of like distance yourself from the situation that is going on at home now if it's not if you're not living at home and you're separate from your family i would highly suggest taking full-blown distance and um you could argue yeah but it's good to be you know confronted with people with eating disorders i would say yes in the in the end but not whilst being in recovery because you're too fragile in recovery to be um, surrounded by people with full-blown eating disorders that's why unfortunately eating disorder units and clinics a lot of the times only trigger us even more and we get a lot of tips and tricks from other disordered people so yeah that is uh that is hard my god i'm i'm feeling i i feel i feel for you wow all right guys um i I'm going to end it here because uh, otherwise we're, we're going to sit here uh, for another hour. I'm going to uh, basically the next episode, I'm just going to jump in immediately and not rant and, 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 you know, talk about my personal life for the first 10 minutes. But I got so many questions, so many personal questions as well. So I kind of wanted to get that out of the way. Also, fun, fun side notes. Um, I basically did some Botox for... Uh, 
medical reasons, not for a set of reasons. And it went completely wrong. And so I I can barely smile right now. Um, my lower lip is just not really functioning currently. So that's cool as well. Yeah, great, great. And uh, well, no, a great notes to end on, let's say. All right. Well, this was it. I hope you're going to be here for part two. And I hope you're going to have a lovely rest of your day. Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Thanke. See you here next week.